Welcome to Hive Mind. This is a pop culture poppin' and a poppin'. We are here to talk about what else? The Don't Worry Darling. I mean, the premiere and everything leading up to it and everything after it and the future for the rest of the year that will certainly be centered on the Don't Worry Darling film and fallout. Mm -hmm. I am here with Emily. Hey, Emily. Hey Meg, uh, how, how are you feeling? How let's start. How are you feeling overall? How I, feeling? I never want this press to end. I have very little to live for. I have credit card debt. I don't know how to paint my own house. But today, today, I felt like it was great to be alive, and I owe it all to. Don't worry, darling. I was just having a conversation with my husband. Bless his heart. He said, "Did you hear the news about Trump?" He had open nuclear, he had documents stored in his closet about other countries' nuclear secrets. And I was like, why are you talking to me about this? I didn't hear the name Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles, or Florence Pugh once. I do not care. I yeah. do not. All this is this is my world right now. It's truly the sun around which I am orbiting and plan to for the foreseeable future. I mean, the, the world changed today, Stephen, and it's not for the reasons you think. It's because of Don't Worry, Darling. It is, I truly, life is so hard. I cannot stress enough how much celebrity gossip like strengthens my will to live. <laughs> Absolutely. That's it, why we do this podcast. Top, top tier celebrity do you guys, Do you guys think like we're making a living doing because I got, I got I got news for you. People don't even want to pay five dollars for a month of our content. All right, and yet here we are, week after week, talking about celebrity gossip because it's truly what we live and breathe. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and this is the best. I'll just say it. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, on a personal level, greatest thing in my life. Uh, let's go through the timeline. Like we Wait, have talked about it sorry, bits and birth, pieces. You have birth children though. I, sorry, on a scale of one to having kids, where does this lie? Um, look, having kids is monumental. Was it, was I happy they arrived? Yes. Was it an experience I want to relive every day? No. Would I take a Venice don't worry, darling. Premiere every day. Absolutely. Hands down. Sorry. Absolutely. It wins. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that, yeah, I, I agree. Okay. I think back to my greatest day. I guess it's my wedding. This is better. And my husband knows it because you know what? This keeps unfolding. That's what's and you know what? about it. You're not having to make small talk with people. Yeah. And I'm not in heels. I'm in bed. So things are going very well for us. Meg has done incredible work for free today for you she, made a 10, she has made a 10 page comprehensive overview of of how we got where we are today for to be free. fair it was it was just a lot of copying and pasting but yeah i did that work she i went work. i found the articles i put together the timeline you're welcome um okay. and we're gonna run through that timeline because yes we've covered every part of this throughout various episodes but it's time to put all the pieces together. You know, we're really, we're going to solve this puzzle here and now. And um, let's just dive in. So 2019, it's announced Olivia Wilde is going to direct this film. Now, that was a different time, right? It was I the was before excited. times. 
Hollywood was like normal. Things were normal. Yeah. People were happy. Movie theaters were functioning. What a time to be alive, man. 2019. What? We were so young. We had no idea what lay ahead. I personally um, hyped because I will admit it. I am not ashamed to admit it. I love the movie Booksmart. I think it is so funny. It's a movie I will watch every time I'm on a plane. It goes fast. It makes me laugh. And I think it is such a good, I think it's a good movie. So when I heard Olivia Wilde was directing another movie, personally, I was hyped, Meg. Oh, same. Um, also, I love like a dystopian mystery, like a, like a, something shady's going on I was always going to see this movie this was always like right in my lane I don't have any idea what this movie is about still to this day you just said dystopian and I thought oh is it I the only thing I've heard was Stepford Wives and I've recently watched Stepford Wives and it's bad it's a bad movie so which one the one with Nicole Kidman Oh yeah, it's bad. A bad movie. It's bad movie. There's there, there's no storyline. So I guess they're equatable from what I'm understanding. Uh yeah, no, I don't think you're too far off. Anyway, everyone's like, yes, Olivia Wilde, her sophomore attempt, you know, because Booksmart was such a success and she really made her directorial debut. We're excited to see what she does next. Okay, okay, okay. Early 2020, she splits with Jason Sudeikis. Yep. Longtime partner. Stop saying they're married. Everybody. They were never married. They were engaged for seven years. They do have children, but I, even a news source today said they were divorced and I'm like, they were never married. And I don't know why, but that really matters to me. Me too. So this is early 2020. Okay. So COVID's here, right? We don't know about the split yet. Correct, Meg? We still don't know about the split. We won't find out until months later and we'll get to that. Okay. COVID's here, but they're still trying to make this movie work. Um, they announced that Shia LaBeouf will be in this movie um, and that she, that Florence Pugh had been cast in the lead, not Olivia Wilde. So Olivia Wilde was not going to start and direct. She was just going to direct and Florence Pugh was going to be the lead. Shia LaBeouf was going to play the role of her husband and Chris Pine. I did not know Chris Pine was in this movie until yesterday. Chris Pine was in it um, and Chris Pine's there. But isn't yeah. Olivia Wilde is married to Chris Pine in the movie, correct? So she's in the movie. She's just not starring in it. Yeah, she's in the movie, a uh, minor role. Um, at this time, Florence Pugh, who is big on Instagram, she promotes all her stuff on Instagram. She posts on Instagram talking about how excited she is about this project and calls Olivia Wilde her idol. Oof. Okay. You know that phrase, never meet your heroes. Mm, indeed. Like the time I met Steve Young and he was not as happy to meet me, an 11 year old girl, as I wanted him to be <laughs> still recovering. I hope you heard. I, hey, Steve, I hope you hear. Hey, this. Steve, screw you. Hey, Just Steve. kidding. You seem great. Yeah, he actually does seem great. But, you know, don't meet your heroes because they might suck. Yeah, they probably do. Because guess what? Most people suck. Yeah, they myself do. included. OK, September 2020. Shia LaBeouf departs the project. Harry Styles joins. What? What? A, I'm sorry. What? kind of canyon exists between Shia LaBeouf and Harry Styles like I feel like we are talking about two very different kind of actors are we not I mean you're talking Little League and World Series here's the deal do I like Shia LaBeouf as a person no not a chance we'll get into it later I don't respect him as a person but that man can act as 
D-A-M-N pants off. All right. He is a great, he is a great actor. Harry is handsome. He seems very nice. Um, in general, I like his vibe. So mm -hmm. yes, in every way possible, they are the opposite. I don't find Shia LaBeouf that likable, if you can believe it or not. Just an opinion I have um that's a joke because no one likes him because he's actually seems like an awful person and i think harry styles does seem like truly a wonderful person i will this is third hand gossip i have an acquaintance who used to work at a record label where harry styles was a recording artist and we asked does he suck and she said no he's actually very very pleasant two varies so love to hear that i think he does seem wonderful he's not an actor no and that's <laughs> really where a lot of these issues come from um at the time he was an actor in dunkirk let's well emily did he say a single word in dunkirk i don't think so but he looked i don't great. think he did he did look and he looks great in this he looks great he and was. i love that for him he really wore the hell out of that World War II uniform. He sure did. And whatever <laughs> highlighter they put on his face was, give me, beautiful. drop that skincare routine. I am ordering it all. Sephora is half off right now. Not a sponsor of this podcast would take the sponsorship no if they offered is. it. You guys, spoiler alert, no one's a sponsor. Uh, Meg, he was also in an episode of iCarly. I think it's important to note, and I want it to be noted um it's on let the own. record state that harry styles was in an episode of iCarly you okay so she was also in the eternals for 30 seconds i don't know what that is it's well is it marvel of course you don't because it's trash it's marvel trash um it wasn't a good movie Gemma chan was also in it keep that name in your head for later and harry styles was in it for i'm not joking when i tell you literally 30 seconds a girl who was sitting next to me in the theater sincerely screamed when he came on stage because that man has charisma absolutely period that's it but can he act he can dance so shia leaves and the line is that it's scheduling conflicts right which is like in hollywood kind of a blanket term for any kind of issue mm -hmm. um and they announced that Harry Styles is replacing him. And everyone's like, well, that's a left turn. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. Later that year, a few months later, December 2020, I say LaBeouf. Do you say LaBeouf? They're both so stupid and hard to say. I say LaBeouf, but I hear myself every time I say it. So I've been calling him even Stevens lately. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I call him the little brother from even Stevens. What happened to Beans, by the way? Anyway. So LaBeouf is sued for abuse by FKA Twigs. FKA Twigs is a remarkable musician who accused Shia of relentless abuse, including sexual battery assault, infliction of emotional distress. He denies these claims. Um, and at the time, it was said that Shia was fired from Don't Worry, Darling. Um, and people, Olivia said that he had exhibited poor behavior and that his style clashed with the cast and crew, including Olivia Wilde. Okay. Okay. So now remember, go ahead. Sorry. I cut you off. No, I was just going to say, this is a bit of a bummer I, I, and everyone remember how you feel about Shia right now, because it doesn't feel good. Okay. 
I'm going to tell you later. It's bad. I'm mad about freaking why I really don't like Olivia Wilde. And a lot of it has to do with this section of time right here, Meg. Agreed. So remember, Olivia Wilde broke up with Ted Lasso, a.k.a. Jason Sudeikis, early 2020. January 2021, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles are reported to be dating. They are seen holding hands while attending a wedding, sparking a flurry of reports that they were romantically involved. Now, a little wrinkle in this. They had been on COVID lockdown to film this movie. And they had been really strict with everyone, cast and crew, and saying, don't go out on the weekends. If you're going home for the holidays, be really safe. And here they pop up at this giant party, which was one of many indications that things were really not going well on this set. And Olivia Wilde was having a hard time building solid relationships with her cast and crew. Yeah, I remember this. I actually remember being like, oh my gosh, I'm hyped. Because again, the gossip, I just love it. Yeah. Me alive. So I was like, you go girl, 10 years older. Yeah. You live your best life. Yeah. I, I was supportive at this moment. How young we were. How naive. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Then we get to the next month and it wraps Meg. It wraps. Um, Wild is, cannot stop her praise of Harry Styles says that he's amazing also praises Florence Pugh says that she's amazing um then she's at CinemaCon which is a thing I've been to what that's where I saw Olivia Wilde in 2019 April of 2019 when I saw her in person was at CinemaCon why were you at CinemaCon uh it's a long story okay. it's not interesting but i will tell you they have a whole floor where you can just try concession foods what <laughs> what was the best thing you tried uh they had like a novelty churro and i lived laughed loved it they also had a hot dog that was like classy and i thought this must be like sinopolis remember sinopolis that place in la where you can get food and it's like fancy and it's like a fancy theater no but that sounds amazing Okay. If I could go in there, I would, Meg. uh, I'd go to uh, Barbara Streisand's mall under her house. Oh, great. Yeah, that's a good choice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I hope that it has like crappy mall food, even though it's in the basement of her house. Like I hope there's an Auntie Anne's down there. Would we call Auntie Anne's crappy? Because for me, gourmet. What about like a Mrs. Fields? Oh my gosh. I'd cut off my arm for Mrs. Fields. Don't you just love a hot Mrs. Fields cookie? I love those little cookies. They call chippers. We used to have such good cookies and now we have crumble. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Utah is the cookie capital and I'm, I'm proud to be there because you know, Miss Fields is a park city Mm -hmm. and those Mm -hmm. cookies were absolutely dynamite and they went out of the way. And now what do we have? Crumble, crumble. Emily. If you could go back in time, would you go back to a time in your life when Mrs. Fields existed? Mm-hmm. Like you could walk into any mall and get a Mrs. Fields cookie, walk sure. around Nordstrom with a hot Mrs. Fields cookie, or would you go back to the time when you were just happy for Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles? Absolutely, Mrs. Fields, no question. Yeah, because same. Those, those little chippers, did you remember these? They were mini cookies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it because you know what I don't like about a cookie is you're committed Messy. to one flavor. 
Well, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I liked a chipper because I'd get in a variety of flavors. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I will never have that again. Wow. Okay, so she's at CinemaCon. Meg, would you rather have Mrs. Fields around or know the answers to the follow the questions at the end of the segment? <sighs> I know. Yeah. Now I know how Sophie felt, you know? Yeah, 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 I know. It's a real it is a real Sophie's choice, but what would you pick? And Mrs. Fields stays around forever, okay? It's not Mrs. Fields. Mrs. Fields. It would bring us more joy. Not as much satisfaction, but more joy. Yeah. Okay, so she's on the stage at CinemaCon. Some guy stands up, hands her an envelope. She kind of looks at it. No one really understands what's happening. Later, it is revealed that those were custody papers. She had been served by Jason Sudeikis. Yep. So I listened to a podcast where a guy who was there was like, listen, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, we all knew that they were custody papers and it was so embarrassing. It just looked like someone handed her a note and she kept going. So this was made to be bigger than it was, I think. I will give her some props for the grace I've kept going because I would have probably been like, I'm going to need a minute. And I do respect that she kept going. What I don't love about the narrative that starts happening around these custody papers is the belief that Jason Sudeikis can pick when they get served because right. pineapple express because I have and Seth Rogen's character once he is in possession of those papers it is now his job to figure out where that person will be and serve those papers. Also, from a personal experience, I have served papers to someone. I had no idea when they would get served. It was just like, hey, we're going to serve them after this date that I did not know anything else about it. Could Jason Sudeikis know more because he's a, like, a multimillionaire? Yeah, I believe he probably could, but I don't think he did. And even if he did, I don't like airing that laundry out because it just makes like you have kids and they're going to read these things one day. So why make each other look bad? I don't think he knew. I think that a processor just got the job done, right? I do think Jason Sudeikis is probably difficult. Like I think most comedian actors are difficult. I do think that he is probably difficult. I'm not going to pretend like I think he's Ted Lasso. I know he's not Ted Lasso, but I am beginning to wonder if he was the difficult one in that relationship. I mean, I just am working under the assumption that anyone with any iota of fame is difficult by the nature of like, people are constantly hassling them. You know, I think that fame turns people difficult. I agree. I think it's the nature of that job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yes, I, I didn't love that narrative when that started, which I think we'll get to later, but yeah, she got her papers. I will give her props. She was wearing a suit. She did look cool. And she did seem to be kind of graced under fire. I mean, I have, I don't really know how to feel about Olivia, not to skip ahead, but like, I have some really complicated feelings around all of this. I will say she's always looking great. Her eyeliner at that press conference yesterday was chef's kiss. It was art. That being said, at this stage, I want you to, we're going to, at this stage, I still was kind of into Olivia Wilde. I was like, you know what? I like Olivia Wilde still at this stage in the chronological story, but later now at the cinema con stage at the cinema con stage, I thought, you know what? I like her. Um, she got her papers. She handled it well. And I liked her, but then, you know, life keeps going and we'll get there. 
life keeps going in that the trailer is released. Okay, wait, but Meg, I do think you skipped over an important part. In February of 2021, before before the custody paper situation, when she talked about Styles coming on, a big thing that she talked about was, this is a direct quote, not only did he relish the opportunity to allow for the brilliant Florence Pugh to hold center stage there, Alice, but he infused every scene with a nuanced sense of humanity. This is where I was like, what the, Olivia Wilde? Like Florence Pugh is good on her own. Like, I don't, I don't like the idea that Harry Styles did some favor to Florence Pugh because she's already a great actor. I don't like the, I didn't like the implication. It's the implication, Meg. I didn't like the implication. I agree. It feels weirdly, I feel like sexist isn't the right word, but weirdly, like, Doesn't feel can you believe enough. how great this man is that he like stepped aside and let a woman be the star? Especially when she's French kissing that man, because it does feel <laughs> even more like, oh, yeah, isn't he, he's amazing. You know what but I mean? You say stooping. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. OK, sure. I could say sh <laughs> I know for sure she's French kissing. I can't speak on the rest of it. I know Harry Styles. Did he have a chastity ring? No, that was the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Remember the Jonas Brothers had Are you watching the show hosted by the two less famous Jonas Brothers where everyone in the house is related to a famous person? It feels like a show Jack Donaghy would have come up with when he was trying to tank the network. No filing. Yeah, I was like, it, I started watching it yesterday and then I like had to snap back into reality and be like, no, I cannot stoop this low. But Emily, I'm not going to lie. I was into those five minutes. I will watch it. This is like that time I got really in to that Howie Mandel Netflix um, game show. It's called Bull S-H-I-T. Can I spell that? <laughs> That's the name. That's the name of the show. Okay. Um, anyway, I got way into it and I watched like six episodes and my husband watched five minutes and he goes, this is kind of dumb, isn't it? And I was like, wait a minute, is it? And I realized it was in fact pretty dumb from this, from start to finish. Just the name is dumb. I should have known, but I was six hours deep. I finished it. All right, we could go. I I have more confessions I can make, but we got to stay on track here. The people <laughs> need our need the information. Okay, <laughs> answer. Sorry, everyone. Trailer is released. Olivia Wilde is doing the most. Um, she is out here posting it. She's hyping up this film. Nary a word from Florence Pugh, who again is known for hyping up her projects on Instagram. I feel like even worse, not, not is Florence Pugh is not talking about Don't Worry Darling, but she is talking about another movie she's making. That's what made it even worse to me. Yeah, because she shared about another film while this was like, oh, it's their time. It's Don't Worry Darling's time. And she's like, hey, have you guys heard of Oppenheimer? It's going to be awesome. Is she an Oppenheimer? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what oh, it was. Oh, that, I'm excited about that movie. Okay. Did I make that up? What if I'm a liar? Oh no. Yeah, no, she's in it. Yes, thank you, Emily. Um, yeah, so she posted about Oppenheimer and I too am very excited about it because I like Christopher Nolan because I like to think I'm smart, Meg. Okay, but Tenet, did you see Tenet? 
once I watched it with subtitles, okay, first of all, I could watch subtitles, I could watch Tenet on mute and be happy because the level of handsomeness on that show. Oh, I think it's better on mute. Unparalleled handsomeness. So yeah, I watched it. I liked it because handsome. Okay, but gun to your head, can you explain the plot? Uh, backwards and forwards. Tenet's a, and what, what's the tenet? What's the tenet of tenet? Your brain. Okay. What's that? I what's, just. What's that thing when it's spelled the same backwards and forwards? A uh, palindrome. Yeah. the The theme is palindrome. You're welcome. I just would like Christopher Nolan to admit that maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about sometimes. I would just like Christopher Nolan to admit he makes the sound so loud. So you oh my gosh, don't get me plot. started on the inaudible dialogue. He wants us to not be able to follow the plot because Meg, spoiler, the plot doesn't make sense. But we don't know better because we think, oh, we just didn't hear it. I got, I accidentally bought tickets to a subtitled version of a movie recently, and it was the best movie going experience I've ever had. Do that. I don't know, but I've got to figure out how to do it again because it was remarkable. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to, at home, it's subtitles all the time. So why not at the movie theater? Especially on Love Island. I'm not catching a word if I don't have the subtitles on. Oh my. When that Irish guy was talking, Demi. Here's the ting. Here's the ting. Here's the ting. Okay, so they wrap. It's been a year and a half. It has wrapped in that time too. I also think this is important for later. This goes out. This is around the same time we the rumblings start happening that Florence Pugh and her long-term boyfriend, Zach Braff, have broken up. Yeah, so Florence is going through some stuff right now. Florence seems to be going through stuff. She doesn't post about Don't Worry Darling. She does post about Oppenheimer. Um, she doesn't share <laughs> Olivia's post about her. Emily, would you call Florence Pugh the brightest young star in Hollywood? A hundred percent. She's queen. Yeah. She's queen B. And even more from the past week, even I've all, I like Florence Pugh anyway, because I feel a kinship to Amy and Little Women, because I think she gets a lot of flack for just acting like a normal girl. Okay. So oh, I already yeah. liked her because I like Amy the most. And I'm not ashamed to admit it because I'm not a Joe and I won't pretend like I am. So I know I'm definitely an Amy a hundred percent and people who say they aren't an Amy truly sorry I think they're trying to prove a point because <laughs> we're all Amy you we're all Amy rich handsome guy get real we all do and my feet are also very small like Amy anyway I got really into her then I watched her in a Marvel movie Black Widow which she absolutely elevated she was very good in it and that's when I realized Florence Pugh really is absolutely a star. She's she's the star. I think Zendaya is someone else I would be like. I also get really into Zendaya around like a young actress. Um, but those two to me are the top like female young celebrity. Movies. Did you see Midsommar? No way. What am I insane? Oh my gosh. She is so good in it. I can't watch it, but I respect it. I think that's her best acting. Wow. But did you see Black Widow? <laughs> Just kidding. I know Midsommar was on a different level. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's not doing much around the trailer of the film. However, she gives an interview in Harper's Bazaar. Dun, 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 dun. This is August 16th. 
this is where August we are 60th. Now. This is this is like three weeks ago. That's we're and we're only halfway through the timeline. Sorry, we'll stop talking about food options at malls. So she doesn't really talk about Olivia Wilde. She doesn't really talk about Harry Styles. She is upset about the focus on the movie sex scenes because at its basis, this is a movie where fans can go and see Harry get down and dirty. And she's like, I don't like that. That's the narrative that's out there. It's not why we do movies. It's not why I'm in this industry. Fair. And I mean, that's fair. She's like, the movie, it's bigger and it's better than that. And the people who made it are bigger and better than that. So that could mean Olivia Wilde. That could mean Harry Styles. That could mean she's talking about herself. Like she's being very media trained in this interview in a way that is a little bit infuriating, but that I really respect. I'm forced to respect it. I wish she'd tell us at this stage on August 16th, I was like, tell me everything. Now where I am with Olivia, I was like, tell me nothing. I love, I love it from her, but yeah, it's been kind of wild because I feel a oh, wild. <laughs> Good one. I feel like Olivia Wilde is very focused on that one part of the movie. And I do live for Florence Pugh being like, no, that's not the focus. I was doing other, I was actually doing other acting than those scenes. And they were good. <sighs> It feels a little too like there was some of this in book smart too, where it was like weak women can be dirty, women can be horny, like we're just as base as men, you know, it was like, okay, but like, are you underserving the rest of your movie by focusing so much on that? I cannot believe you just said horny. <laughs> We're going to get some reviews. I'd rather just die. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I get, because again, I love Booksmart. I love Booksmart. There is some stuff in there that felt like shock for shock's sake. Yeah. Um, and it didn't serve a purpose other than to be like, ladies, hey, ladies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. So that happens on the 24th of August, two weeks ago. <laughs> wild then praises olivia i mean florence Pugh. um yeah she calls her the most exciting young actress working today which is fine i'm fine with that but there has been this rumor going around that florence Pugh was paid drastically different than harry styles what i read online which there is absolutely no truth behind and i want everyone to understand that i read online that he got paid 2.5 million dollars and she got paid 700,000. I have a very hard time thinking 700,000 is real. That's so low. It seems so low, but I did also just read an article that like Leo DiCaprio, I think got paid $3 million more than Jennifer Lawrence. So I don't know, maybe it's true, but either way, I do think there's millions of difference in the price. I, I personally, I know Olivia Wilde is saying, um, she doesn't pay attention to it, but there. It, this really upset her, but I'm still kind of like, I still feel like she probably got paid way less than Harry Styles. Yeah, I don't know. Especially the way Harry Styles came in, like filling in for someone. They clearly had to incentivize that man. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. She's already signed on. Do you know what I mean? Because she was hyped about Olivia Wilde. So she, it was her icon. 
her idols. So she signed on, let's say at a million. And then they probably did have to pay Harry Styles like two and a half because he's like, I'm busy. I'm a rock star. I don't do this. Incredibly famous. Yeah. He sets trends, Meg. He sure does. Up until this point, I'm like, this is fun. You know, like I don't really, I'm not paying too much attention to this. I think it's overhyped. I think it's we're taking things out of context. There might be a little bit of bad blood, but like movies are hard. It was filmed during COVID. I'm sure it was stressful. I'm not I'm not really buying into the narrative that these two don't like each other. OK, but uh, then. Yeah, I was thinking I, I was with you. I was the same. I was like, you know what? This is fun. Dumois was posting about it. I couldn't really follow it. Meg was like, we should talk about the don't worry, darling drama. And I was like, what is it, though? Like, I didn't understand. Yeah, but I was there for it. OK, but then guess who we hear from again? Mr. LaBeouf, who's like, OK, so in this interview with Variety with. OK, so Olivia Wilde does an interview with Variety. That's their starting, Where's which is start? where she disputes the pay disparity. And she says tabloid media is a tool to pit women against one another and to shame them, which I'm like, don't pull the Leah Michelle. This is all about gender. Like you can't blame every problem on being like media is biased against women. Sometimes sometimes there are mistakes that have been made. Do I think the media is biased against women? Yes, I do. Do I think this is an instance of it? No, I don't. And when you take an instance of it and blame it on that, and that's not what's actually happening, it's undercutting all the times when that is the problem. Yes. Do I think Leah Michelle can actually read? Yes. Do I think it's hilarious to think that she can't? Of course. So what I would love is for Leah Michelle to hop on the joke. And same. what I would love for Olivia Wilde to do is have a little self-awareness. The same thing I want from both of them is just a little self-awareness. So what blows my mind here is what Shia LaBeouf reveals is that he has a video of Olivia Meg, Wilde. Meg, you've gotten way ahead of yourself. You <sighs> Fine. You here. slow. Okay. You tell me what to, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm so anxious to talk about this Shia okay, LaBeouf. So this so tell me. Okay. Olivia Wilde goes onto a magazine and says, I fired Shia LaBeouf. And she said, I want to make sure Florence Pugh felt safe. She has like, likes to say, I have a no a-hole policy. She really dug in that she fired him. That's the part that you can't skip. Like she put it out there that she fired him and it was her responsibility to make sure everyone felt safe. She was like, he has a combative energy. Is this man difficult and uh, probably an actor who gets very into a character, 100%. Is he combative? Probably. But the problem here was that she went, again, she went out of her way to say, I fired him, okay? And let's remember, Meg, things aren't going great for Shia as they shouldn't be. He's dug, he's made his own bed. He is laying in it. He's a very person to, easy person to not like. Right. So she says, I fired him. And then what happens, Meg? Okay, I'm thank you. Thank you. You're right. That would have been very disruptive had I skipped over all of that because why would any of this matter? But what happens next truly matters because Shia has the receipt. He has a video of Olivia Wilde begging him to reconsider leaving the film. 
and disparaging Florence Pugh in that begging him. She oh, says, yeah. if this is a wake up call for Miss Flo and the way she says Miss Flo is not without attitude. Uh, and if she really puts her heart and soul into this, I think we could have something great. Please come back. Yeah, this entire thing is where I'm like, I don't like Olivia Wilde. And guess what? I should have known I didn't like Olivia Wilde when I found out that her real last name is Cockburn, but she changed it to Wilde because she loves Oscar Wilde. And if that's not the most pretentious thing you've ever heard, listen to this. She starts that video to Shia LaBeouf being like, I was just riding my horse. Like, get out of my life, lady. Do you want to hear a Olivia Wilde fact that's neither here nor there, but interesting all the same? Yeah, always. Olivia Wilde's mom ran for Congress in Virginia in 2018 and accused her opponent of being a devotee of Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah. Erotica. Okay, so Wait, did the she, other... Did she win? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think the Bigfoot erotica fan one. Yeah, because that's a platform a lot of us can get by. Who, who's not going to get behind a guy that's into Bigfoot erotica, you know? It's just fascinating. Don't you think Bigfoot kind of stinks, though? Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, that guy smells bad. Don't want to kink shame, but. Uh, <laughs> so a big part of this, too, is that there have been texts revealed in the last few days between Florence and Shia. Okay, so Olivia has positioned it to sound like like there was hostility between the two. She was going to be the one to broker peace. But in these text messages between the two of them, there's really no hostility. The problem seems to be that there are issues with the script yes. and that it's COVID and their schedules are so busy that they can't find the time to rehearse. Yes, 100%. In the text messages, which I will say, I do think not all the text messages are shown. I think there's like some gapes there. That being yeah. said, they're boring. They're very boring texts between two acquaintances who are like, oh, hey, we're going to work together. My friend died. Like, I mean, it's a weird text exchange, but there's absolutely, in my opinion, there's awkwardness, but there's no hostility. Uh, there's even a moment they're sharing music with each other. I mean, it does, there is a point too where Florence says, I would like to call and vent. Like, can we vent about what's happening? And then she asks him, have you read the script? Which he gave a down thumbs down reaction on the text. So from my perspective, again, this is where I hate, this is where I don't want to say hate. This is where I really start to disc. I dislike Olivia Wilde so much at this moment because Shia LaBeouf, again, he's a terrible person. Like he, definitely there's a very high chance that he abused his ex-girlfriend i mean he's has admitted to being an alcoholic and a lot of actions he says span from that alcoholism he and he himself admits it himself he is going through a heart he was going through a very hard time and he's worked on his issues okay so this guy sucks all right but now because olivia wilde from her own for her own accord tells us that she fired him now i'm like oh shia labeouf is a rational person and he's and he was wronged in this instance and he was saying and i hated that i agreed with this and he was like right now in this climate it's very easy to not like me and like turn a lot of people against me and to say that i was someone you were afraid of because of what is happening in my personal life but she did not fire me and i still have a part of a career left and she can't go around and say this stuff and i i resent olivia wilde 
so much that I think to myself, yeah, Shia LaBeouf is right. I don't want to think he's right because he's truly terrible, Meg. He's a, I, I think he's a bad person. Oh, absolutely. And, and yet. <laughs> and now here I am being like, here we are. <laughs> he was right. And also why in the world would you just make up a lie that's so easy to find the truth out about? I don't get it. That's what, that's, when I was getting ahead of myself, that's where I was like, I am truly baffled by this because she made that video like she knows that video exists and this guy is doing everything he possibly can to fix his reputation including converting to catholicism by the way like he's he's out here trying to repair things he's gonna make that video known yeah like, like what, what the was deal. the plan where were her people i don't get it like even stevens makes a lot of money being an actor he's not going to be like oh i'm a bad person i know i took a, i made a mistake i'm gonna gracefully start selling real estate no he's going to try and do everything he can to get more roles as an actor so olivia wilde puts him in this position and i hate that i'm phrasing it like this but she puts this narrative out there that i think he felt he had to combat and now I'm mad because I'm Olivia Wilde is a phony. So everything to me at this point is, I can't believe anything this woman said. She probably, Jason Sudeikis probably is Ted Lasso and she probably is awful because I can't believe anything about her at this point because she chose to sell the weirdest lie. It's the weirdest lie. It felt so, so self-serving. It felt so like I'm a feminist and I protect people. It felt so, like, I feel like she put feminism five steps back by this slide, just by being like, I was out here to protect my crew when really, no, you're just trying to deflect that you probably made a bad movie. You're sleeping with Harry Styles and everyone loves Ted Lasso. I mean, and the crew has said that she would just like disappear. You know, she would, she was supposed to be there for rehearsal or for shoots or for certain scenes and she just wouldn't be there. And the assumption is that she was absconding with Harry. Now, I think we would be remiss to not address how this would be talked about if it were a male director doing the same thing, right? Like it might be that we're used to male directors like falling in love with their leading ladies and possibly tanking movies because of it. I think that the problem is what you're saying. She has positioned herself as being like, I did everything I could to protect my crew and make it a safe space and bring in only the actors who were conducive with the process that I wanted. And that was a complete lie. Like, I don't think it's that she's a woman and that she's being treated unfairly here. I think it's that she's caught in a lie. That's the thing. I don't care if she wants to get with Harry Styles. I cheered for her to get with Harry. I was like, yeah, I felt a little bad for Jason Sudeikis. He seems nice. But there was a part of me that was like, all right, live your best life, Olivia Wilde. But now I resent it. I resent the fact that I can understand the perspective and I sort of feel myself on the side of Shia LaBeouf who called Mel Gibson a close friend that you made him look good. So thanks yeah. a lot, Olivia Wilde. For Accused no reason, abuser. For no reason other than just to be like, what? and unfortunately I'm about to say Shia LaBeouf is right. He was like, I'm an easy person to be a villain and you look like a hero. And that's where I'm like, it just really irritates me. And that floor, that miss flow comment was 
IMO a slap. It was so condescending. It felt like such a slap in the face of Florence Pugh. Like, oh, you think you're her big sis or something? Do you know what I mean? The way she talked about her was like, maybe it's a wake up call. Like, I just don't like, I, I know also was she on Marco Polo? Like that video was weird. Yeah, it was like Snapchat Brian. or Marco Polo maybe. If I'm being like my very most generous, I think that the text between her and Shia, Florence and Shia revealed that Florence wasn't often available for rehearsal. Yes. And maybe the wake up call Olivia was referring to is she's like going to get it together and make it to rehearsal. Even then, though, don't throw your leading actor under the bus like that. Like you're the director. The buck stops with you like that is your job. I do agree. I agree with those text messages with Shia and Florence. It did seem like Shia LaBeouf, what even Steven seemed to be instigating, let's rehearse, let's, and she sort of had stuff happening. She couldn't do it. It did maybe seem like she was not as into it, whatever, but it didn't seem hostile or anything. It just seemed like, do you know when you have homework due on Friday and it's Tuesday? It felt like yeah. very much that energy. So, and again, we weren't there. We don't know anything. What I do know is that video was so stupid. And why would you lie about, she's like the Jen Shaw of celebrities right now. Like, why are you going to lie about something that is very easy to find out was a lie? Exactly. So that's all leading up to this weekend. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a cold. I just care so much about this. I'm recording with a cold. For free. So for free. News breaks, I think Sunday that um, Florence would not be doing the press conference because there was a scheduling conflict. She's in Dune 2. She needed to get back on set for Dune. So she was going to fly in, do the red carpet, watch the premiere, and not do any of the press around it. The thing, the, the colorful commentary around this is, you know who was there, who was also filming Dune 2, was Timothy Chalamet in a backless scarlet ensemble. Looking so like your aunt in Boca Raton. He looked like he was having a great time. And I'm happy. He sure did. But so that even the plot even thickened more because he is also in Dune 2. And yeah, this Florence film other scenes, of course, but they were like, okay, well, there could be more to this story. Either way, she's unbothered and she's not going to the press release which so, so fun press release is earlier in the day um olivia wilde is asked about the the dust up between her and florence she gives a very non-answer about how honored they are to have flo as their leading lady and what a force she is and how lucky they are to be able to celebrate the premiere with her that night nothing about the feud any other questions about it are immediately shut down. She even told us, I'm not going to nourish the internet with more comments because I think it's well-fed, but I'm starving, Olivia, and I need more. I am so hungry, Olivia. And guess what? We are going to dig and dig and dig until we find a morsel to eat. Yes. And that press conference was absolutely wild. It was hilarious. Chris Pine did not want to be there. Gemma Chan always looks good. Who Harry was doing very much his own thing. I mean, it was the, it was very insane. Anyway, it was. Um, when you are put in a group project for some general ed class in college, 
and you've got every kind of person imaginable and suddenly you all have to put together a paper on geology very much the vibe here like no one was on the same plane of existence during this press conference no no and it was so fun for me chris pine fully disassociated someone tweeted chris pine is astral projecting anywhere else and it really did look like that he was just anywhere he did not want to be in that reality and i do not blame him harry Styles said the movie was like a movie yeah it's like a real movie like you'd go and chris pine was doing a lot of interviews with just harry which is like a very hilarious dynamic i don't know if you also saw chris pine at comic-con um he was talking about dungeons and dragons his movie coming out with hugh grant and hugh grant was off the rails with some comments and chris pine again the ultimate good sport he just like laughed about it and let hugh grant do his thing so chris pine seems like a delight by the way Oh, very much. Would If I had to choose one person to go to dinner with, I'd pick Nick Kroll. But second would be Chris Pine. Yeah. Um, Nick Kroll, turns out, is in this movie. Still not convinced. Haven't seen him in the trailer. Have seen Kate Berlant and wondering why she wasn't on this red carpet. His name's on the poster. Nick Kroll's is. Okay, the- where is he in the trailer? Did they cut all his scenes? It's a two and a half minute trailer. I mean, they could have cut some other stuff, okay? Oh, you're telling me. What part is it? It's Harry Styles (laughs) in the most insane accent. Um, Okay, but then the red carpet happens, and this to me was such a moment. As someone else tweeted, this is not my joke, but I'm going to repeat it. Whoever coordinated the red carpet for Don't Worry Darling has divorced parents. Because... The way they were always like, okay, it's Olivia, it's Chris, and then we can have Florence, and then next to Florence, we have to have Nick, and then next to Nick can be Harry. Like, they are not standing by each other. There is a None, Those three one of them. are a person apart at all times. Don't look at each other. Harry's not looking at Olivia. Olivia's not looking at Florence. Florence is looking at nobody except Chris Pine and Nick Kroll, who are her biggest fans. You can and they're tell. taking all these photos of her. This is also what made me think Florence is not wrong in the scenario because Chris Pine, who very famously owns a flip phone, brought mm-hmm. a digital camera and was like taking pictures of her on the red carpet because it seems like they are friends. Yeah, they had good vibes. And Florence was a moment. Like she was wearing this Valentino. I thought it looked better in pictures than it did in movement, but it was like a it was a real statement. It was a very dramatic gown. She shows up with a septum piercing, like a short bob, strong brows. She looked great. And she had weird feathers on her shoes, which I wasn't into, but she was like revenge look is how it it was yeah it was a revenge dress she looked great there is footage later revealed of florence with an aperol spritz in a cute little purple number in venice during the time she should have been at the press conference yeah also a valentino valentino look it was a set a cord set and it was very cute although it did look like florence Pugh. that outfit was telling me i don't care i don't care i'm wearing this cute little set it's terry cloth i look casual i don't care and i don't want to be a part of your narrative which i loved 
Same. So <laughs> it's time to actually see the movie, right? Well, but are you going to talk about the stylist? Because Florence has happened before the movie. You're going to tell us about the stylist. This was the most unexpected part of the entire drama, and I freaking loved it. But Florence Pugh, who has not said a word, she has said a couple things um, on the carpet. She said, I think it's really inspiring to see a woman push back and say no and question everything. It's ex it's exciting to see a woman do that on and off camera. So she has said a couple things, but nothing directly, which makes her, in my opinion, queen status. Right. But Florence Pugh's stylist posts a picture of Florence Pugh in this Valentino and just says miss flow incredible <laughs> so cool and then today in a way lamer move um the stylist for olivia wilde posts like outside the picture on a plane and said there's always more to the story and i'm like here's the difference olivia wilde is my age we are millennials okay florence Pugh and her stylist are gen zers the way that they can say so much without saying anything I just am so jealous because what do you think? What do you think Olivia said to her stylist in the phone call that she made the frantic phone call when she was like, I need you to post a picture of me and I need you to say something snarky on it. I think she was like, I pay your bills. And if I don't have a career, you don't have a career either. And so mm -hmm. then her stylist was like, yeah, you're right. So you guys, just so you know, there's two sides. There's always more to the story, which like, yeah, guess what? We know. And we're dying to find out the more. Tell us, story. tell us your side, please. We're okay, begging Carla, you. We'd love for you to tell us what's happening. Um, if I'm going head to head, Florence Pugh stylist, absolutely KO knockout. She won. It was so much funnier to just say Miss Flo. It was iconic. Yeah, it queen behavior from everyone on the Pew team. Which, not surprising. No, no, no. So it's time to watch the movie, which, uh, you know, is part of the film festival as you watch oh. the films, right? So another very successful Let's Avoid All Conflict seating arrangement. Uh, Olivia and Chris are sitting next to each other and Harry walks in. His mouth is toward Chris and it looks like something comes out of his mouth and it looks like Chris Pine reacts to something in his lap. And it looks like he doesn't quite know what kind of face he should be pulling. Olivia Wilde pulls a smirk. Harry sits down and does not make eye contact with either of them. And Twitter immediately assumes that Harry has spit in Chris Pine's lap. Yeah. Where, um, where are you on this, Emily? Where was I at this exact moment? Thank you. I was watching Love Island in bed. Meg texted me, did Harry Styles just spit on Chris Pine? And I immediately was like, duh, no, of course he didn't. That's a stupid thought process. And then I spent hours reviewing the footage and I truly don't know. Here's my take. Take it for what you want. My take is I think Harry spit something at him. I don't think it was spit. I think he spit, I don't know, um, a seed. I don't know, but I do think he spit something at him because Harry Styles' face was also very like, don't laugh, don't laugh. You know, when someone does a prank and then yeah. they're like, oh, oh, like it was very much that face. Chris Pine looked a little mad and then was like, okay, whatever. So, 
my thing is i think something happened the fact that both of their publicists have come out today be like he clearly didn't spit on him makes me think even more something happened something happened something something happened so i do think something happened i don't know what i do sort of think they're friends though my take is it's a personal joke between the two of them and also chris pine is very tired of the tomfoolery yeah so when the lights go down harry like um hits chris on the shoulder and they like share a couple words and they're both laughing so there is friendship there i think and i think whatever happened was like a joke between friends but it looked very weird very weird it's also that thing did you do you remember in high school when your friend would break up with your their uh, and they're in the same friend group do you remember this and then the first time they hung around one of them always like acted out for attention in my specific memory this girl decided to arm wrestle everyone in the room and we were like stop like calling so much attention to yourself just because you just broke up with this other guy in the room do you know what i mean like it felt very that yeah but they don't know how to act they don't know how to act harry like so this is where i started believing that harry and olivia were broken up because i'm like i think harry feels wildly uncomfortable i think he knows he's not great in this movie i think he is just like uh, i'm gonna do something stupid because i'm in a complete panic and chris pine is like oh okay that's weird but whatever bro that's my interpretation of what happened i don't think if harry styles spat on him i don't think it was because he is a jerk I think it's because there's a story. And listen, as a socially anxious person, I really felt for Harry at this premiere because he truly seemed like someone who did not know what to do with his face or body. Like he just seemed out of place. Yeah, he felt wildly uncomfortable, which makes me feel even more that he and Olivia are broken up. It felt very much like X energy and you don't, you're still kind of friends and you have to see each other, but you don't know how to act around each other. Right. Uh, And you just want to go home and watch three more episodes of Love Island and go to bed. Harry seemed, I mean, it it did hurt my heart a bit to see Harry after that premiere because he was just trying to make eye contact with anyone. He just felt so weird. Yeah. And I think he is kind of a weirdo and that's his appeal. Like he's He's a weird guy who happens to be super hot and it works for him. And he's got charisma. I mean, he is a rock star for a reason like that he does. But a lot of people who are very charismatic on stage are not like that in real life. Like they, it's it's a, they're great in front of a lot of people. Awkward one on one. Yeah. And I do think that Harry, let's like think about his life. When was he an act factor? He was like 15. Like he lives in a different reality. I don't know why I feel in my heart. He said very nice person, but I still think he's a very awkward person. Um, I got really into One Direction like two months ago and watched all their music videos. And there mm-hmm. is like not an ease around his acting, but there is always, he seems effortlessly like a rock star, but not a good actor. Agreed. And so imagine if you had to sit through that movie. Now imagine you're next to your ex-girlfriend. Imagine you're next to um, a co-star who probably has bad vibes with you for a variance of reasons, which we'll get into. Imagine you're socially awkward. Imagine, you know, everyone is waiting for you to fail. And then you have Harry Styles at that movie premiere. It's a lot. I apologize. I had to put a cough drop in my mouth lest I cough into the microphone. 
which would be a worse audio experience for the listener. Um, bring your kids in if you're going to cough on the microphone, let them talk about they don't want how they don't want to go to bed, Meg. Oh, uh, I think they're all in bed. Thank you, Stephen. Um, after the movie ends, Harry kisses Nick Kroll, on the which mouth. again, I still don't believe he's in this movie. I feel like if in a month they were like, guess what? All of this was a joke. This was an experiment to see how society would react. You all failed. I'd be like, yeah, that's not surprising. Here's, um, here's what I think about it. First of all, Nick Kroll's face was so red. Um, it was kind of endearing. Because I mean, he was nowhere. kissed by Harry Styles. Well, who I wouldn't know. be excited. And he's like, everyone's watching him. And he handled it really well. And that made me feel even more like Nick Kroll is a safe place for Harry. And it made me feel like Nick Kroll is not involved in the drama. He's just a good time gal. I did watch Nick Kroll's um, TikTok today with that one girl in the press, in the cast lineup that no one knows. Her name's Sydney, whatever. Yeah. They were in their car filming everyone waiting. And he was like, we're not who you're waiting for. Not, <laughs> us. not us. Like you could tell. I mean, he seems to have a very good energy about him. And I liked Nick Kroll. And again, this is even more like Harry Styles is absolutely. He is in a full blown panic. This man is panicking is how this entire thing felt. And no one knows how to help him because he's never been in a situation like this. He's always been like the hero. So cool. The trend center, the one everyone's looking to and admiring. He's never been like anywhere near a villain. And now for the first time, people are like, oh, boy, I don't know how to feel about this person. And he clearly doesn't know how to feel about himself. And I don't think that anyone feels that Harry Styles is a villain. But I think a lot of people are like, wait what's his deal mm -hmm. uh it's making them kind of like squeak squeak it's dare i say the taylor swift kanye west altercation where you were like wait i thought you were one way and maybe your second way and when people are celebrities they don't get to be multifaceted they're one thing and we accept it as that one thing right <laughs> so if harry styles is a rock god which he is with bad tattoos that none of us care that they're bad because he's so cool how can he also be an awkward person dating someone who lies i mean it just like it doesn't compute so all of this would be worth it and it still might be worth it if enough people buy tickets but all of this would be worth it if the movie was good right it was like okay clearly filming it is a disaster none of the stars are speaking to each other things are bad but maybe that kind of tension led to a really great movie. I don't think wah, so. wah. embargo of the reviews was lifted yesterday and they, Emily, are not good. Yeah, they're not horrible. They're not like this is the worst movie ever made. It's almost worse. It's almost like this is so lukewarm. It's not even worth seeing. Like this is a movie that we have all seen a million times before olivia hasn't done anything new here yeah it's beautiful yeah florence Pugh is great harry isn't good in it you know the plot when you sit down there's nothing surprising here yeah i believe the phrase used for harry was wooden it's a mm -hmm. wooden performance they're like florence Pugh's great she's not good enough to make up for like the vast holes like the convoluted timeline um, I just seems like it's a fine movie and that's okay. 
again, I say when you're compared to the Stepford Wives, it's a pretty low bar to be better. And I don't know if it's more entertaining because remember Faith Hill was in the Stepford Wives and she was dynamite. So Nick Kroll better be a very fun side character or they've really got nothing going for them. The most vicious of all the reviews I read came from Rolling Stone by David Fear. Um, he said, don't worry, darling, plays like a bad op-ed piece that wants you to believe its good intentions are more significant and righteous than they actually are. That's brutal. Oh, yeah, man, that is that is brutal. And it kind of plays into Olivia's whole like, I am a feminist who is protecting and keeping everyone safe and screw the patriarchy when it's like, clearly there's a different story happening here. Yeah. And again, if she wants to have an affair with her, her lead actor, I, I don't know that I care. If your movie's good, I won't even notice. But the problem is, your move you yourself called it a circus and i guess that's proving to be pretty true um apparently chris pine put on his sunglasses immediately took a nap when the movie started uh three minutes after standing ovation florence Pugh was like bye i'm gone <laughs> just started walking out never had it was forced was forced to follow i my take is it was a bad experience and there's a lot of embarrassment around the movie not being great for how bad the experience was um yeah. that's my personal hot take here i also feel like olivia wilde is in for a wake-up call Ooh, i like how you turn that thank you okay um, we got a few questions from uh listeners i'm gonna we're gonna quick fire these okay just first impressions are we worried harry styles is a terrible actor yeah. not worried pretty sure yeah but he could get better Let's not Look, make he's him young. Have, let's not. He's only 27. Do accents. Don't make him do accents. I think he'd be, I honestly, I think he has enough charisma. If you just let him be Harry Styles on movie, he would be a great actor. But yeah, he's not do Sean Connery in the hunt for red October. He was like, I'm not doing a Russian accent. And they're like, okay. Yeah. I mean, is he Brendan Fraser? No, but I think he could be a fine. There's a lot. Listen, can I say Chris Hemsworth? He's not a great actor. He does the same thing and he's good at it. Just let him. That could Just be let him be cute. How long will Olivia and Harry date? I think they're broken up. I also think they're broken up. Are you going to review the movie? Absolutely. Um, is Olivia Wilde actually the villain here and in the Jason Sudeikis breakup? Look, I villain. <sighs> she's definitely the villain when it comes to how I have to feel about Shia LaBeouf now. A hundred percent, she's the villain there. I again, I think they're both difficult people, so I can't say that the breakup. It does kind of seem like maybe she cheated on Jason Sudeikis. So, I mean, but he's also said like, listen, I, I understand why she left. Like I was not perfect in that marriage and like, we'll start. never, uh, sorry, not marriage, not marriage relationship. Yeah. We'll never no. She is for this movie. She is the villain. No one else is the villain in the scenario, but Olivia Wilde. If she wouldn't have lied about the even Stevens, I would have probably been like, no one's the villain. It's just a okay. bad working experience. But now I'm like, she's the villain. Someone asked if the roles were reversed and like this was a female who had. So the director's a male. Harry Styles is a female. Would we be harder on the female? Like we were on Kristen Stewart during that one time she started dating a director. 
Yeah, but Kristen Stewart cheated on Robert Pattinson. That's why I was mad. I think that's why we were mad, huh? I wasn't mad at her. I wasn't mad at Jennifer Lawrence for dating. You know who was mad about that? Donald Trump. About Jennifer Lawrence? No, about, uh, remember how he tweeted about Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart and how mad he was at Kristen Stewart? I completely forgot about that. I was mad at Kristen Stewart because she broke up a marriage very publicly because that director's wife came out and was like, my life is ruined. And that did make me feel like a little more, if Jason Sudeikis had said the same, I would be like, yeah, she's the villain. But I don't know. It's not as clear cut is how I feel. Yeah, the timeline's a little fuzzy. Um, Did Harry and Flo hook up? Is that why there is tension with Olivia? Absolutely not. I don't think they like each other. I I, I don't, I don't think he res- I don't think Florence Pugh respects Harry Styles. That's my vibe. I think that she's mad that she got pulled into a Harry Styles thirst trap. Yeah, I think she probably is mad about that. I think she's mad she had to get paid less. I think she's mad that this whole dialogue is happening when I think she considers herself just a serious actor. She's made that pretty clear. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that Florence Pugh is a very independent individual. And so I don't think she likes being involved with their relationship at all. I agree. Did, uh, am I still allowed to look forward to this movie with a clear conscience? I, yeah, sure. Listen, if Gaia was what's a it- movie, what's a movie to do other than entertain us? It's just giving us like triple what we want right now. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely i mean it's not real housewives of salt lake city and jen shaw's entertaining us do you know what i mean like if shia was in it, it it to me it's a more complicated emotion because like i've mentioned i think he's like a bad person so that's where i have a muddier conscience about loving a movie when someone's in it and i know like oh no they suck as a human but none of these people like are ruining the world they're just dramatic agreed uh, are the texts between Flo and Shia real? I yeah. think so. Yeah, I, I don't, They if they were fake, it would have already been out that they were fake. Yeah. How did Nick, Nick Kroll end up in the cast? I mean, that's my question oh, as well. I, I have a theory about it, which we can get into later, but. I mean, I, it's I, later, let's get into okay, it. Okay, it's time, which this also involves a big part of my theory and my unanswered questions around this relationship. Nick okay. Kroll and Jason Sudeikis are friends. Oh, that's right. They work together. They have worked together. They're friendly. I think they hang out in the same group. And I think that's probably how he ended up in the cast. That makes sense. Um, Okay, here's the question that I keep asking. Will Olivia Wilde be taken seriously again? Can she recover from this, especially if the movie's bad? I think she can because she's so confident. She's socialite confident. You know what I mean? Like she's my family has money confidence. If so I think she's going to, I think she has a narcissism and a delusion about her that she's going to make another movie and it's probably going to be good. And we're all going to be like, oh, that was a wild, wild, dang it. <laughs> I think we're going to forget about it when she makes, if she makes one good movie, we're going to forget about it. If her next movie is bad, or if she keeps pushing this narrative of like feminism savior, when she frankly is not, then, then we will not, I don't think she can rebound. I think it's going to be, I think she needs to take a few months off. I think she needs to go dark. I think she needs to not engage in, um, media at all for like five months. I think she needs to find a great script that makes sense 
for her sense of humor. And I think she needs to knock it out of the park. And we would all be like, oh, that was a great movie. Counterpoint. One of my favorite podcasts is called Blank Check. And it's about directors who have a massive success. And then the studios give them a blank check, which I would say, don't worry, darling, is a blank check here. It's one of two movies that Warner Brothers made this year. You know, they looked at Booksmart. They said, this woman's talented. She's capable. Let's let her go for it here. Usually after a blank check movie, if it succeeds, the director has like a long and full career. If the blank check movie flops, they're done. They're it's M. Over. Night Shyamalan. And like, she can have all the family money in the world, but it's not enough to make a movie. Like you need studio backing. You need hundreds of millions of dollars. So if this is a disaster, it's possible that no studio will want to work with her again. That said, I think all of this, all of these shenanigans are going to triple ticket sales. So box office wise, this might be a success. I think she's going to rebound. I will tell you a question no one asks. I don't think it's true. Is everyone like, is this all for press? And my only reason for being like, absolutely not is because I, while I think Olivia Wilde will rebound, I think she also possibly did a complete disaster to her career. Like there's as big of a chance that she's going to rebound as she's done. So that's where I'm like, I don't think this is fake because it's like, it's not fun. It's not just fun. It's like, she's going to ruin her life. So that's where I'm like, if it's fake, it's Warner brothers doing it. It's not Olivia Wilde. It's not anyone. It's not anyone on the cast or crew levels team who's doing this. It's the studio. Who's like, we've got a real stinker here. We've got to save this. And so they pulled this off, but I agree. I don't think it's fake. I think if they wanted to save it, they should have had Harry Styles score, do a song and everyone would have been like, oh, make it a musical. Yeah. Um, Okay. So my unresolved questions are, are Olivia and Harry still dating? No, we all agree. Um, My next hypothesis involves Nick Kroll and Zach Braff. Stay, stay with me. I didn't invent this. I've heard it, but I'm behind it. Um, so Zach Braff famously dated Florence Pugh during this time the movie was filming. They were dating. Zach Braff recently has been filming Ted Lasso episodes in England with Jason Sudeikis because they are friends. And Nick Kroll and Jason Sudeikis are friends. So my question is, how much of this conflict is happening because... Florence Pugh through Zach Braff knows and probably likes Jason Sudeikis. And let's say she's watching Olivia Wilde convert. Is that the word? I don't know, but keep going. With Harry Styles during the filming before the relationship is over. How much does that affect how Florence Pugh feels about Olivia Wilde? And how much does it affect how Nick Kroll feels about Olivia Wilde? Because Nick Kroll and Olivia Wilde did not interact at all. Nick Kroll interacted with everybody else, but Olivia Wilde. So my working hypothesis is how much of this conflict just comes back to straight up team picking between divorce friends. And I know they're a not, lot. but you know what I mean? Like how much of it is maybe she was already frustrated. And then maybe Olivia Wilde was too busy French kissing Harry Styles. So Florence Pugh did have to step up in a big way. And she was even more annoyed about that. So I'm kind of like, I think that could be the ball that started the role. Okay. I like that. That's a good theory. What other unanswered questions? Where's Gemma Chan's dress from? Because Oh my she, gosh, she looks so good. 
I'm bummed she's not getting as much attention as she deserved at that red carpet because she looked flawless. It was, did you see the back of it with the cross thing, the flowers at the bottom? Just stunning. And Olivia Wilde looked a little bit like a villain. The beating was a lot. It was aggressive. Um, I did like the green suit though that she had on during the press conference. Again, her eyeliner during the press conference, mm, masterpiece. But I mean, no, not a lot of people can do that under eye eyeliner. No, and I'm I'm sure she had a stylist. I mean, and makeup artist do it, but her she does look great. Gemma Chan, though, I hope she's okay. I really like her. I think she's the most unscathed out of anyone here. I think Chris Pine got a lot more fans. I agree. And I, I wasn't paying attention all. before, and here I am. I have not thought this much about Chris Pine since Princess Diaries 2. <laughs> I haven't thought about him this much since Steven saw him on an elevator in Disneyland and did not point him out to me. Wait, what the? Yeah, Steven was on an elevator in Disneyland with Chris Pine and didn't even like motion. Well, I guess I was on the elevator too, but I didn't notice. And he didn't even like nudge me. Oh my, and you're still Can you married? Even? I, it's been a lot to work through. That's tough. Don't worry, darling. You'll get over it. Nice. All right, Emily, it's been an hour and a half. I hope that this has been comprehensive. It's been an hour and a half. half. Honestly, I could go another hour and a half, but I'm worried that my computer's going to explode. I mean, look, we've got three more weeks until this movie premieres. Who knows what lies ahead? We could probably do a whole new episode on it next week, and maybe we will. Um, if you have any like hey, Meg, tips, intel. You, sorry, did you know Dita Von Teese is in this movie? What? Did you know Dita this movie's Von- not real? Sorry, I'm like convinced. This is all pretend. They're gonna be like the movie is everything around the movie. There's no movie because this cast is. Uh, they put all the weirdest celebrity names in a hat and just drew them out at random. I mean, I'm going to be honest. This Dina Von Teese un- reveal is honestly where I'm like, it's fake. This is all fake. It's fake. It's real. fake. This is a commentary. This is some weird like behavioral art experimentation project. Probably Zach Braff behind it, if we're yeah. being honest. This feels like Garden State-esque. All right, now I'm just mad. Anyway, we'll be back. We'll be talking, I'm sure, more about this, among other things. If you have tips or intel, let us know. You can find me on Instagram at Meg.Walter. I don't know if Emily wants to reveal her thing, um, but I did lose the hive mind login, so you can't DM me there. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you. Um, We'll talk to you soon. Bye.